Hey everybody, just wanted to uh, give you a short little uh, something this week. So we've got our final week of RUF. Uh, this week we've got, we're doing our praise and petition. Um, so I just wanted to kind of give a couple thoughts on what that's going to be like. And then, um, well, I'm going to do that last. But then first, what I wanted to do was kind of tie up some loose ends in our Psalms sermon series. Uh, and so our series this semester has been called Songs That Shape Us. And uh, kind of where I got that from, I, I had a professor in seminary who talked a lot about the Psalms being that way. But also this quote from Eugene Peterson um, really kind of got that for me. He says, the primary use of the Psalms is not for expressing ourselves, but in becoming ourselves. And we cannot do that alone. I'll read it again. The primary use of the Psalms is not for expressing ourselves, but in becoming ourselves, and we cannot do that alone. And so that's why we've uh, titled this series Songs That Shape Us. The Psalms are not just like, they're not just tools that are supposed to give voice to what we're already feeling. Um, so much as they are, they're, they're tools that are meant to meet us where we are, and then teach us how to be the people that God calls us to be. Um, so in trying to tie up some loose ends for us, I want to just give us three ways that the Psalms shape us, three ways that kind of we've seen throughout the semester. Um, and so first, the Psalms move us from pride to praise. Second, the Psalms move us from self-protection to petition. And then third, the Psalms move us from a person to a people. So from pride to praise, from self-preoccupation to petition, and from a person to a people. So from pride to praise. Um, in the Psalms, we see overall, I mean, if you've just leave through the Psalms and even some of the ones we've talked about this semester, we see a preoccupation with praising God. Uh, I think specifically of Psalm 103 that we talked about, which the whole point was getting us to be able to say with integrity, uh, you are good and all you do is good. Uh, especially in the last like kind of book of the Psalms towards the end, we see the Psalms are just preoccupied with, with praise, praising the Lord. Psalm 150 in particular, it says, praise the Lord, praise him with the lute, with the harp. And, and, and basically the takeaway is praise the Lord with whatever resources that you have. Um, but the word praise, I, what does that, what does that even mean? You know, like that's a word that I feel like Christians say a lot and we haven't really taken the time to define it. So um, just to put it as simply as I possibly can. To praise God simply means to call to mind who he is and what he has done. It means to, to sing to him, to, to taste and see that he is good. So praise is certainly something that we do in worship, like when we sing at church, when we sing at RUF, that's praise. But it's also, it's more than that. It's living an entire life in response to who God is, out of thankfulness, out of overflow. And this sort of praise uh, doesn't come natural to us. We're more naturally prone to pride. Uh, we're more naturally prone to pride in our accomplishments, pride in our skills, um, pride in things like our race or, or where we're from. We're, we're a people who are prone to pride. But actually, in the Psalms, we see a, a deeper love. We see who God is. We see the way that he loves us, and it moves us from pride to praise. And this is how it works when we experience a great love in anything. We naturally respond in praise. Uh, one of the greatest love songs ever, in my opinion, um, is My Girl by The Temptations. Uh, and the entire time, The Temptations are singing just about how great, how great this girl is. Because there's this, this sense of love. This When you love something, you naturally want to praise it. You want to bring other people into praising it. 
you could say the the same thing with isn't she lovely by by stevie wonder really any great love song it's it's a movement of being captivated by love and something and then it pushes you beyond yourself to where you're preoccupied with an other rather than yourself so the psalms confront us in our pride and they show us that all we have is from god he's the source of all that is good and so all we can do is respond and praise So the Psalms move us from pride to praise. Second, they move us from self-protection to petition. In the Psalms, we see kind of the the full range of human emotions. Even this semester, uh, we looked particularly at the the cry of Psalm 13. says, how long, O Lord, how long will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? And then uh, you may remember Psalm 88. That one was a real downer. It talks about like, do the dead rise up to praise you? And and the psalm ends with this, darkness is my only friend. Like, it's not a happy thing. But the psalms aren't just naming these emotions. Even more than just naming these uncomfortable emotions, the psalms aim to show us that we should petition God. We should petition God. What does it mean to petition? Uh, Basically, what it just means is it's bringing a situation or an emotion or um, any number of things. It's, it's bringing something before the Lord and asking for help. That's what it is at its most basic level. And actually, the majority of the Psalms are petitions. Uh, they're called laments. It's essentially naming something that's negative and, and asking God to help. And some of them end positively, like Psalm 13, and others of them don't, like Psalm 88. Uh, essentially what we're doing in petition is we're calling something like it is, and then we're asking the Lord to help us, asking him to teach us what to ask for. And we also struggle with this sort of like direct, bold request uh, making of God. Uh, for some of us, when we see these sort of requests in the Psalms, it can seem pretty presumptuous, right? Like, why in the world would God care? Um, but for others of us, it seems, I mean, in kind of the same way, it seems pointless. Like, it doesn't change anything, right? But the Psalms show us that that God is our Father, that God cares. See, we would rather self-protect, whether that's through something like denial, like denying that the things that we're experiencing are that bad, or if it's through anxiously trying to fix everything for ourselves. We would rather self-protect rather than petition. Because petition, like crying out, acknowledging what's wrong and asking God to help, it's pretty vulnerable, right? Like it's pretty vulnerable to acknowledge that things are not the way that they're supposed to be and to humbly ask the God of the universe to change them. But the, but, but the Psalms move us towards this. They move us towards petition. They invite us to cry out to God in the raw emotions of life and to expect him to hear us. The Psalms show us a God who is our father, a, a father who knows us, who hears us, and who draws near to us. So the Psalms move us from self-protection to petition. And then finally, the Psalms move us from a person to a people, from a person to a people. Let me first off make it clear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that the Psalms negate our personhood somehow, that they keep us from being individual people, that they don't do that. What I am saying is we live in a culture that is very focused on individualism. It's focused on individuals. And in a lot of ways, the Bible should seem pretty foreign to us who live in this sort of culture. Uh, But the Psalms are actually very different from our culture in this way. The Psalms are, they they move us from seeing ourselves as isolated persons into seeing ourselves as belonging 
to a larger people, the people of God, the church. So the Psalms aren't primarily a prayer journal of David, the king of Israel, or a prayer journal of all these worship leaders. It's, it's not for the super spiritual. It's for the people of God. It's for all of us to sing together. All these Psalms that we went through this semester in our series were songs that were sung on a week-to-week basis. And can you imagine what it must have been like to get together and sing Psalm 88 that says, My only friend is darkness? Because some people, when they showed up, they would have been feeling that. But then other people would be like, man, what a downer, right? They're songs that are meant to be sung together. They, they show us how we're supposed to live together as a people. When some of us are not sad, some of us are sad. How do we live together? The Psalms show us what to do. They show us that we're to be a people who prays together and that we're to be a people who petition together. A people who call God good, who call to mind what he is, and a people who also cry out to him. They show us how we're supposed to bear one another's burdens. They show us that we're supposed to rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. And the Psalms ultimately give us language for how to do that. So the Psalms, they, they, they move us in these three ways. They move us from, from pride to praise, from self-protection to petition, and from a person to a people. And so like, just as a word of application, I just kind of want to explain what we're going to be doing this week. Uh, this week, we're going to be doing something in our Zoom chat, um, not in person, obviously, because of COVID-19, but uh, we're going to be doing something called Praise and Petition. It's a thing that REF Nebraska has done for the past couple of years. Uh, but what we're going to be doing in this is we're going to be taking some time trying to put into action what the Psalms call us to do. We're going to take some time of praise. We're going to take some time of petition. And we're going to do it all together. So what that's going to look like, Jason and I are going to put uh, put together a list of scripture passages that express kind of praise and petition. And then we're going to send them out to you. And the bulk of our time during our Zoom call on Thursday is going to be us uh, just like opening up the floor, um, allowing you to express praise and petition. Uh, and that can look in, in a couple different ways. I mean, you could just simply talk about what God is doing in your life. Uh, you could talk about what you want him to do in your life. You could talk about what's really hard. Uh, or you could just read one of the scripture passages. Or you could pray. Uh, but we want to create space for us to do uh, what the church has been doing throughout the ages. Christians have been getting together and, and praising and petitioning um, since the beginning of the church. And it, it's fundamentally part of who we are. So we want to do that as we end this semester. We're also going to take some time to um, appreciate and pray for our seniors. And then uh, we'll talk a little bit about what the summer is going to look like in RUF. So hopefully you can join us this Thursday night at 7. The Zoom link is in the link tree. And we will hopefully see you then. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to uh, give you a short little... Uh, so...